everyone, this is episode 629 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, May 17th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Krishnez, and today I'll be talking about a bit more of A Plague Tale Innocence and a few movies, and that's pretty much it. So I'm going to get right to it, starting with A Plague Tale Innocence. And I finished the game last night? Or morning? I, I can't remember. I think I finished it technically yesterday, very, 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 very early in the day, like 1, 2 a.m.-ish. And I really like the game. It is very reminiscent of Hellblade, which I don't know if I made that comparison last episode. But if you played and enjoyed Hellblade, A Plague Tale is definitely worth checking out or at least putting on your radar maybe you are just crammed full of games to play and you don't have the time for it put it in your wish list on ps4 xbox one or uh, pc and then just wait and and pick it up when it's on sale though it's it's definitely worth the asking price i think because it is so far the most pleasant surprise of 2019 one of my favorite games of 2019 and Something I enjoyed so much, I recorded a bunch of footage, and I am thinking about putting together a proper review for it in the same vein as the Attack the Backlog videos, because I would like to give it as much attention as I think it deserves. And I think it deserves a fair amount of attention, because like Hellblade, it's not from a AAA developer or anything, but it is very polished you know i didn't run into any bugs during the the playthrough it looks very good you know i i could i could see how this game with the rat tech and everything and having these giant hordes of rats could break in many ways but it worked the whole time and i i just i love the world that a play tale created that's my favorite part about the game is the world and the way in which you interact with it and how it, it plays with your emotions and forces you to do things that may be a bit icky and then gives you opportunities later in the game to do similar things or not. But, of course, the the easier route would be the ickier route, uh, the not-so-nice route. And you could choose what to do. And there are even cases where you can maybe do something uh, contrary to the rest of the game. And I really like that. The story is solid, though I, I still think the acting overall is not consistently good. I still really think, I, I really like Amicia's performance and, and some of the other notable characters have solid performances but the 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 younger brother hugo there's just something off about him and their relationship is a bit it's not that it's not believable but it just there's something there that's missing and i think it's in part because of hugo's performance and also in part because of the writing but the story is solid and the gameplay gets better and better as you continue in the game as more things open up and you're given more ways of dealing with a situation 
and there are some really cool moments later on in the game that I won't spoil, but I, I was so pleasantly surprised by A Plague Tale Innocence, and I, I can't recommend it highly enough, uh, especially if you're somebody looking for a single-player story-driven game. It's, it's linear. You're not going to be going off and exploring for hours or anything like that. It took me just under 10 hours, and I found uh, maybe... 50%, 60% of the collectibles. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really great single-player story-driven experience. And it's always nice to see those. And it's especially nice, like I said, when something uh, exceeds your expectations. I didn't know what to expect from A Plague Tale. But I, I sure as hell wasn't expecting a game that would keep my attention for the duration and make me want to finish it uh i needed to finish it and I, i'm very happy that it's one of the games i finished this year so again that is on ps4 xbox one and pc i'm played it on xbox one and it looks it looks so good too um the environments especially the opening environment reminded me a lot of the vanishing of ethan carter in just terms of how pretty it is but there's there's a nice bit of variety and I especially later on in the game what they do with the rats it's just maybe it's super easy or maybe like I don't know it's just it's crazy how good the rats look in their giant oceans of individual bodies that are crawling all over each other not really like clipping in one another uh, it, it looks haunting and disturbing and just is very well done um so yeah i i, I dig that game outside of that you know apex of course uh super bomberman r update for all those interested for both the 100 not 100 the 1 million bombs and 1 million blocks achievements i am two percent of the way there which means I'll probably unlock those achievements in, you know, a few years. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty close to a thousand matches, but the thousand, oh God, it's going to be, it is a thing. I wonder, I'm curious if Gems of War starts, has started working again. I haven't booted up the game in maybe close to a month now, and that's crazy, but it just stopped working, and their support is not great and so I don't know yeah I, I still want to go back to it because it's one of those games that I wanna I wanna keep getting all the achievements and having all of them unlocked but I've kinda of moved on at this point which is crazy given how much time I put into that game and I still love it it's just I've got other things now to do but that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. Uh, I'll probably start costume quests this weekend. I think ideally I would like to get through costume quests quickly if it's short enough, and then jump into Resident Evil One, the remake, and then after that, finally, finally, finally get around to um, Resident Evil Two, and then I also want to start tackling Devil May Cry, the earlier games. 
so that I can get around to Devil May Cry 5, since that's a continuation of the main series. Because um, I'm excited about playing that game as well. And I, I want to play it with... Uh, uh, if I pick up Devil May Cry, it'll be the Deluxe Edition or whatever, because of all the Deluxe Editions, DMC5 is one of the most interesting to me, just because it includes that special cutscene mode or whatever where they show you the people acting it out which just seems like a wild thing to see but yeah that's that's it in terms of what i've been playing uh, as far as what i've been watching i saw the pokemon detective pikachu movie and i liked it quite a bit it's not great it's not without problems but the world building is fantastic I think two-thirds of the story and, and all that was solid. And the last third, the last act lost its way and had me rolling my eyes. I'm like, this is this is where this story went? Okay, fine, whatever. Let's just get on with it. But the world building alone makes it worth watching if you are at all interested in Pokemon. You know, I was having a blast, though. At times... The, the CGI wasn't great in that the Pokemon did not seem like they were in the world. They seemed very much so like they were just composited on top of this world and they weren't in the same place as the actors on screen, the real life people on screen, which was jarring and took me out of the experience every now and again. But overall, it looked pretty good. And yeah, it just... It's it's crazy how well they were able to realize a world with Pokemon existing in it and pull it off so well. Um, yeah, I'm excited for more Pokemon movies. I hope we get more. I hope it's not just Detective Pikachu movies. I, I'm pretty sure a sequel's already been announced, but I want to see more Pokemon movies. I want to see one that is about battling and all that. Uh, we'll see how that goes and where that goes and given how given what happened with the story in detective pikachu i'm wondering how the second would work in terms of pikachu talking because i i don't see how you don't have him talking but i don't i don't want to spoil it but i'm just i'm curious how that's going to work and then the other movie I watched was Fighting With My Family, the movie about the wrestler Paige. And this just came out on demand and Redbox and all that. And I really did not like it. And the reason why I don't like the movie is because, one, I, I'm unaware of Paige and her career in the WWE. I know she, I think, got her break in 2014, and then after five or six years, she sustained a neck injury, which led to her early retirement. But the movie follows her as she's first with her family and then gets her break with the WWE and goes to TNX or whatever the hell it's called. My problem with the movie is that I know it's based on a true story, and and the majority of all this stuff actually happened. 
and she was a big star and I guess was part of the divas movement or whatever it was where like the women side of the wrestling became more popular I don't know any of that my problem with the movie though is that regardless of how she may be in real life and, and all that the the movie failed to convince me that she had any spark that I just did not see through the movie why she was so special why the trainers and, and the recruiters and all this saw something in her that told them she's got something special we need her you know we're going to groom her to be the next big thing in divas she freezes up multiple times during points where she should be trash talking to some extent she quits when she's training and for whatever reason she's not let go she's not cut from the group at that point the the trainer played by Vince Vaughn who is the amalgamation of like four or five trainers has this bell at, or horn that he keeps with him he's like press the horn and that, that means you're done you're gone and when she's doing this one training course and doesn't flip the tire the third time she doesn't get back up and flip it but she doesn't press the horn so because she didn't press the horn he's like okay fine I'm not gonna cut you even though you gave up and, and that's a bigger deal than just pressing a horn. Sure, I could do something and then give up and not press a horn and then fine. It means I didn't give up because I didn't press your stupid ass horn. I just, nothing throughout the entire movie in her performance, and I think it's, you know, in part because of the writing and, and I think probably in large part because of the writing. I don't think the actress was terrible or anything, but just, I never bought that she was anything special. I did not understand it. She just seems like somebody who was incredibly lucky to get all the opportunities she got uh, once she was recruited. Like, why wasn't she cut? What do they see in her? She wasn't getting along with her teammates. She was really abrasive. She would complain about the fact that her brother wasn't picked, and she was bringing that up a whole bunch of times. She didn't want to go back uh, when they went on vacation. She showed no conviction in herself and her own identity. Um, I, I, just, I just don't understand how, if that is completely accurate to her character in real life, her personality, the way she carried herself during the training, how? How did she get there? How did she end up being the one that they said, yeah? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring you up to the the main cast to WWE, and in your debut match you're gonna win the Divas title, the Divas Championship. How the fuck did she get there? I don't get it. There were other women who you'd like hear one of them. You know she was a former model, or whatever, and she's busting her ass off. She's completing the training course. She has a child at home. She might be a single mother. I don't know. They didn't mention that, but like these other women are busting their ass off. They're not just, you know, pretty faces who are former models or anything. They are kicking their own ass doing the the training as well and finishing it. Why should I give a shit about Paige? Why? Because she comes from some wrestling family? I don't know. I, I just, throughout the entire movie, never saw anything in her, in her character that made me believe she was anything other than just 
uh, a, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just, you know, you, you look at movies like this, biopics, and what you're expecting is to see someone who's special. And the way Paige came across in the movie was anything but special. As far from special as you could get. You know, she was just different. Uh, and that doesn't mean good. Uh, you know, being different doesn't mean bad. I'm different. Uh, I'm not good. <laughs> but I'm different. But, you know, the rest of them were the more stereotypical version of pretty. She's a very uh, pretty woman. Both the actress playing her and Paige in real life. Uh, but she's not, you know, the taller... Though she seemed like she was still somewhat tall when she was next to somebody else, but not as tall as the models, of course. Um, but I just, I just don't understand why. Why? What is so special about her? Is is it the fact that, like, is the only reason why they're like, oh, the thing we think that her, like, her it factor is the fact that she's just like a normal person. She doesn't come from wealth or a fancy family she just she comes from you know a regular working class family and she's a little dirty uh you know she's rough around the edges and that's what we need not all this pretty pretty stuff is that the the thing is that the only thing because everything else about her proved nothing to me i don't know why i'm still talking about this movie but uh I also think it's a little funny that I'm pretty sure The Rock is on the poster and they use him a lot to promote the movie and he's barely in it. Um, I, I guess in real life though he did uh, have an effect on her career to some extent. He did actually uh, tell her that she was going to make her debut. He was the one who did tell her that so that was accurate. Um, but the the earlier scene where he's screaming at her and her brother was not real. I guess, according to Paige, that's the one part of the movie that didn't actually happen. But it's, I guess it's okay, I don't know. But I, I just can't get past the fact that she just doesn't seem special at all. I, I just don't see why. Why? Remember that documentary or whatever? My kid could paint that. My my friend could wrestle like that. Could uh, give you as much passion as that. It's just crazy. And even in her debut, she freezes up again when she's supposed to say something. And then they have the match. And then she wins. Why? And the crowd loves her? Why? 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 I'm so out of the wrestling scene so I don't I don't know maybe things are way different I don't know give me Shawn Michaels as the Harper kid not a, not as anything else get that DX shit out of here I will f never acknowledge Shawn Michaels as anything other than the Harper kid uh, uh, uh. I think I'm cute I know I'm sexy <laughs> I love that song anywho that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. 
Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog. And if you... Uh, and all of them are available on podcast services across the globe. I got so lost right there. But they're on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage, And you can also watch some anime reviews and other jazz there as well. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs. And that will do it. You know what I'm excited for? Sunday. And Game of Thrones coming to an end, so I never have to think about that piece of shit show anymore. What a pile, like, I don't think any show has ever ruined everything that's come before it for me, like Game of Thrones. And that's mainly because Jamie Lannister was the character I latched onto. And he is the character they handled the worst. Like, it's just, it's not even... The, it's not even accurate to call it a fumbling in the end. It's it's the equivalent of, in football, somebody catching a long pass or, you know, make a long run, uh, and they're at the one-yard line, just about to score a touchdown, and instead they give the ball away. It's like that scene in The Water Boy where he gets the interception, and then he's just like, what do I do? It's like, oh, my God, this, you know, this, this is exciting. And then he just... Gives it to the other team and lets them score a touchdown. And you're like, what the fuck? What, what, what just happened? What is going on? I bet y'all never expected a, a Waterboy reference when uh, talking about Game of Thrones. But that's the kind of stuff you get here. It's uh, grade A material. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode. Uh, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye.